On this episode of Healthier Workplaces, we'll learn about AIHA's Content Portfolio Advisory Group, or CPAG. A lot of changes that we saw happening in the workplace uh, from uh, maybe five or 10 years ago were just accelerated dramatically because of, of COVID and, and all of the new and the changes and the new, new workplace issues that we face, but also the advances in technology. Yes, I would just say that if anybody is interested in volunteering for CPAG, I have found it to be an incredibly fulfilling group to be a part of. If you're wanting to learn more about how AIHA functions and works and how you can really be intimately involved in um, creating and supporting content for the next generation, this is a wonderful, wonderful group to be involved in. I'm Paula Steven, and this is my husband, Sean Hewitt. There we are. Yes, that's our little logo, shown smaller than the large corporations, but it's there right next to the Workplace Health Without Borders logo. This all started as something silly and fun, really. When we made a small donation and found out that even with a donation as small as the one we made, our logo could be on all the swag. We didn't have a logo at the time, so we made one. You've probably wondered about industrial hygienists at Half Draft Acres, as you saw us flashed on all the screens at both face-to-face -face conferences and virtual ones. Well, here we are, just the two of us, two IHs, making a difference a tiny bit at a time. Industrial hygiene is close to our hearts. We both have a proud history of reducing injuries by ensuring workplace exposure levels aren't exceeded. And we care about what the future holds since the average professional is about 43 years old and since fewer students seem to be joining us, it's important to advance the profession by contributing to a scholarship that funds education and professional development in this field. Welcome, Chuck. Thanks for joining us on the show today. We're here to talk about the Content Portfolio Advisory Group, or CPAG, uh, and uh, what that what that uh, group uh, means to AIHA. Yeah, certainly. My pleasure to be here today and uh, happy to share all this great information. And uh, CPAG, as, as you've said already, the acronym is the Content Portfolio Advisory Group, and it plays a vital role for AIHA in identifying priority areas for a lot of our members and for the profession, the practicing industrial hygiene and occupational and environmental health and safety practitioners on what are some of the current priority areas that require our attention. Are those areas uh, maintained by all of the content that we have within the association and there's a variety of types of content and making those recommendations to the board so that AIHA can make best use of its resources in meeting the needs of the practitioners, the membership and the profession. So, I mean, this is, this is a fairly important uh, advisory group because this really steers the content of AIHA, correct? That is correct. And uh, through several different environmental scans and horizon scanning uh, activities over the past 10 years, 
AIHA has looked at what is challenging the profession and are we prepared to meet those challenges? And CPAG advises the board of directors on our current activities in way of education and content, and also uh, identifies new areas for research and ex exploration by the association so that we can meet those challenges as, as they come up. I mean, one of the things that I see listed uh, is the new project uh, ideas, the evaluation process for those. Uh, again, looking at the existing materials that AIHA currently uh, currently has in the portfolio, and again, scanning on scanning for new content and try to realign what maybe new priorities might come out for the organization. So let's talk a little bit about each of those. Sure. Yeah. Uh and, and in each, we have the, the, the various priority areas, the content priority areas, and, and you mentioned new projects, and we always look forward to um, our members uh, through various uh, avenues generating new project ideas that the association will support. And in many cases, those new projects are in response to new challenges, new hazards, new, new activities within the, within the profession, but they also might be an update of existing materials. And so we have uh, the various content priority areas, uh, starting with, uh, I think, one that's been very active recently, which is uh, big data and advanced sensor technology. Uh, in that particular priority area, uh, we're taking on a lot of project work that looks at uh, the ability of our profession and our practitioners to understand and analyze large data sets and be prepared to create those large data sets when it comes to worker health and safety and exposure and surveillance activities. But also the employing of new and modern and advanced sensor technology and understanding how worker stresses occur uh, throughout the workforce and throughout a working career. And so many of those that we've seen with advance of modern technology are just moving very rapidly. And so uh, we're look, we look forward to the ability to use some of these advanced sensing technologies. And, and that's all wrapped up in one of the of our five priority areas. Um, I can go on with some of the other priority areas if, if sure. that sounds OK. Absolutely. And, and you know, ju just to that point, um, technology really has been advancing uh, sensor technology by leaps and bounds the last few years. Um, and obviously, we, we anticipate a lot more uh, uh, new products and new technologies to be introduced to the market. So it's, I think it's uh, very important that AIHA is, you know, is keeping abreast of that. Yeah, and, and I think a, a very important add to the comments that I made is that uh, AIHA is, is positioned and, and we are in the, through some of our membership and some of our association relationships joining with organizations like the National Safety Council, who has a very large initiative on the employment of modern technology to advance worker safety and health. And so AIHA will be a good partner with that as we see these sensors, whether they are stationary, stationary continuous monitoring sensors for environmental contaminants and conditions, or if they are wearable personal uh, sensors that workers can uh, basically employ and use throughout the day to evaluate their own work and exposure experience. So all of that uh, will do two things. It's going to advance very rapidly and give us a much bigger and more complete picture of worker exposure and the actual work experience throughout the day. But it'll also generate large sets of data that will need to be curated, analyzed properly, and interpreted properly. So that's why we took the move about a year and a half ago to combine the notions of big data and sensor technology into a very large priority area for AIHA. 
Um, so that that's one of uh, five uh, content priorities, correct? Yeah, yeah, that is correct. Um, a second content priority, which is which is worth talking about because it, it, it will there will be some changes on it, and that was the exposure banding priority area or the occupational exposure banding priority area, which started about 10, 10 maybe 20 years ago as control banding and it moved up to and, and progressed into exposure banding. Uh, that actual area where a, an industrial hygienist or an OEHS professional has been given tools to evaluate how do I understand potential exposure and risk and, and control and mitigation for a chemical or a material or a contaminant where there may not be a whole lot of actual occupational exposure limit information available or even a limit available, but is there information I can use to do a better job of managing uh, this material in the workplace? Uh, that particular priority area matured to the point where there's a lot of good information out between AIHA and NIOSH, a lot of good training materials have been de developed and deployed. And CPAG felt that it was now time to put the management of that priority area over into the occupational exposure banding uh, and exposure banding and control uh, com technical committee. Uh, because it, uh, for lack of better words, we feel it's been institutionalized in our practice. Mm -hmm. And so I think that'll be a good move that it puts it, it maintains it as a priority area, but it puts it in the hands of the technical committee where all the subject matter experts reside for that particular topic area. So that is the two of the five, but uh, after the first of the year, we'll actually be dropping to four because of that move of the control, control banding or the occupational exposure banding priority area over to that committee. So as, as you mentioned, uh, CPEG is uh, really, as an advisory group, you're not you're really not the uh, content experts in all these areas so so your your job is really to be steering right i mean you're you're yeah. the general practitioners basically we, yeah that that is true um the cpag is made up of, of a small group of very experienced practitioners and i like to say that we all have one subject matter expert area but we're supposed to be knowledgeable in many many others and so I think you take a, we step back a little bit and take a look at the broad picture and say, what does the profession need as a whole? I may not be ex an expert in ionizing radiation or an expert in noise control or an expert in, in one of the other main practice areas of industrial hygiene, but I've been around long enough. Now it's not the right way to say it, but there's enough expertise and experience throughout all of CPAG to say, this is, this meets number one, the requirements uh, of a priority area. And number two, uh, this does meet a need and it looks like it's a worthwhile project area, whether it's been proposed by one of the technical committees or an individual member brings it forward as a, as a project area, or CPAG goes out and tries to promote the idea within the committees. CPAG doesn't do all the project work, but we certainly champion and promote the, the devel development of the project work. And there are so there there are different uh, modes that CPAG operates in as far as uh, reviewing existing content, uh, suggesting new content, and, and and basically scanning the industry for maybe hot topic areas. So that this is all happening concurrently with your advisory group, correct? Yeah, that that is correct. We have uh, our our um, advisors in a number of different areas, and uh, we're always scanning and looking for um, ways to promote not only the profession, but how to meet the needs of the profession using the different horizon and, and forecasting scans uh, that 
not only the association has done, but various other professional groups have done on what's the future of, of the workplace look like and is AIHA prepared to meet that. We promote these project ideas with the different technical committees, uh, meet with them regularly to, uh, to see if there's interest in creating some content or a product of one type or another in a given topic area, whatever that product might be whether it is a technical guidance document, a professional development course, or even just a, an educational session at, at the conference. We want to get people developing knowledge in any one of these priority areas. So CPAG really uh, has a, an overview or actually oversees, I guess maybe that might be the right term, but uh, a, a lot of the ways that content is delivered from AIHA, right? I mean, there's a, there's a plethora of different, uh, different things here, are there not? So this known as content channels, right? The different ways that uh, AIHA disseminates information. Yeah, yeah, that, that is correct. There, there are a variety of ways, and as, as your slide shows, anything ranging from white papers, which aren't very common because they're a very serious high level, uh, nearly in support of policy type statements, but white paper statements down to technical guidance documents to simple handouts and brochures, um, webinars, seminars, uh, articles, and peer-reviewed uh, articles in the uh, Journal of Occupational and Environmental Health. So there's a variety of different content channels that AIHA develops and promotes. And CPAG promotes these channels and promotes content to meet the priority areas in any number of these channels. And as a proposal comes forward to develop uh, anything in these content channels, if it is focused on meeting one of our priority needs, which a, a good percentage of, of our content development is, it's to meet those priority needs, it'll go through the CPEG for a review and then some interactive and in, some interaction with the content proposers and the authors, some review suggestions and recommendations. And then ultimately CPEG will um, evaluate that proposal and pass it along to the board of directors. Makes sense. Uh, you know, with those channels, I, I assume uh, Healthier Workplaces, this new show, uh, is a new channel for AIHA. It, it, it yeah. certainly is. We're, yeah, we're not yeah, in the graphic I, yet because we're really new. <laughs> yes. And, and super happy about it, too. Excellent. In order to be uh, a member of this advisor group, you do have to be uh, a member of AIHA. Uh, so how, how does someone go about, uh, if they have an interest in uh, uh, exploring, you know, becoming a CPAG member, how do they go about doing that? Well, there, there's a variety of ways to do it, not the least of which is just let somebody know you're interested. Uh, your local section uh, leadership or contact AIHA member services directly. Uh, CPAG has open calls for membership, uh, usually about uh, sometime between now and the middle of, of spring, there'll be a call for, for CPAG membership just as there are open calls for many uh, committees, contact any one of the CPAG members and express your interest. And uh, so there's a variety of ways that got, that can be achieved. And once a person uh, is serious about their interest in CPAG, uh, then it follows the regular technical committee membership process of submitting your application, uh, filling out the application, now it's all electronic, submitting your application to AIHA, which would also include your experience, your, your CV and resume. And so it follows the standard technical committee process once a person has expressed interest in CPAG and is willing to, to serve on CPAG. One of our priority areas is, is 
known as serving the changing workforce and workplace. And, and that is such a critical priority area for us because as we all have seen just in the last couple of years, a lot of changes that we saw happening in the workplace uh, from uh, maybe five or 10 years ago were just accelerated dramatically because of, of COVID and, and all of the new and the changes in the new, new workplace issues that we face, but also the advances in technology. Uh, who would have thought five years ago uh, that every other school, maybe every school in the country now has a 3D printer in it, teaching our K through 12 students how to do engineering design in real time with a 3D printer. Uh, but that's also a huge move in the manufacturing environment around the world and is our practitioner population in health and safety ready for that and prepared for that? And are there new challenges to that? And uh, the psychosocial aspects of work have really risen to be a very critical high priority area. And AIHA is looking for ways to help meet practitioners' needs and challenges in that area. And then a final product, a final content area that I think is extremely important is that of effective communication of occupational and environmental health and safety concepts. Uh, one thing that COVID taught us was that, uh, that that taught the general population of this country was that there's a profession out there called industrial hygiene. And there are a bunch of people who know a lot about all of the different health, safety, and environmental aspects of, of different things as they come along. Because one of the things that industrial hygienists are very good at is managing change. And COVID threw a big change at us. And our profession was called upon to really help explain what was going on and provide guidance and from all the way from schools up to major multinational corporations. I think they realized that their industrial hygiene community was really a, a, a very powerful resource to tap into. Chuck Teresi, chair of IHA's Content Portfolio Advisory Group, CPAC. Thanks so very much for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. When we come back, we'll be joined by Justine Parker. She's actually the board liaison for CPAG, and uh, we'll have a little discussion on what her role is in the organization. We'll be back after this. When I was a student, somebody helped me. I think it's my responsibility now that I found some success in this profession to help others. In my opinion, you can't see yourself as successful if you're not helping other people. We as industrial hygienists, EHS professionals, need to give back to secure that students are well prepared and supported in their educational endeavors. Look at it as paying it forward. Somebody helped me get to where I am, so I'm helping others to achieve their dreams. We all have to make sacrifices in life, but this is a gift that we can take pride in giving back through the foundation. Opening doors, it's that basic. It's easy for us to open doors and usher future EHS professionals along the path that we traveled when we were students. Sit back and think about the start of your industrial hygiene journey. How many people helped you get to where you are now? How expensive was school back then and how much more expensive it is now? Now think about how your giving will go into investing into that next CIH or EHS professional. Lead by example. 
Some folks helped me get to where I am, so I'm just doing my part. And it feels good to know that I'm contributing to the future of our profession. The foundation makes it easy in so many ways to make a gift, and I've seen firsthand how my giving has been appreciated by students. So do your part. Give back. to welcome Justine Parker to the show. She's the board liaison for CPEG. Um, how are you, Justine? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Excellent. In our in our first sec section on the show, uh, Chuck joined us um, to discuss some just some overview stuff on uh, on CPEG. And uh, one of the things that I would like, you know, I'm curious about is what the role of board liaison is. Um, you know, how did how did you get into that position? And uh, you know, what do you actually do? And how, and how does that interface and that uh, intercommunication work between the board of directors and this uh, advisory group? No, that's a great question. Um, I think that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of information about what Peg does that sometimes it's difficult to transcend over to our um, to our membership. But I must say that the CPAG um, work that I've done with CPAG, both as a volunteer member and now as the board liaison, has been extremely rewarding. Um, as a member, of course, um, you will contribute to CPAG and work on different groups regarding the different content priorities, um, review content material, um, and help move the um, AIHA's content forward. As a board liaison, though, it's a little more specific role. It's, um, it's less hands-on with the review process regarding um, content. I do not review the content that comes through um, for for approval with CPAG. I do review it, but I don't do it in the sense that is how it's done for the CPAG process. So as a, a board liaison, um, I will um, help on the review side, not, not reviewing as CPAG does as part of their mission, but making sure I am aware and I can inform the board of, of any um, updates when it comes to the various materials that CPAG will review, whether that is new content, aging content, or sometimes we do mission statements. Those are rare, but we do, um, CPAG does review those. And um, I help make sure that CPAG understands the board's interpretations and conclusions about review um, the reviews that are done, because all of the, the material that's reviewed by CPAG will go to the board for approval. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's voted on digitally, sometimes that's in person. But it's very helpful for me to be able to um, translate and help them better understand the depth and decisions behind um, the great work that CPAG does. Well, I mean, it seems in, like a very important role too, right? I mean, because that's that's the that's the interface point, right? You know how how what what the advisory group comes up with, how 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 that gets to a point where it can be acted on by the board, right? Absolutely, there's so many critical moving parts within AIJ to make it efficient and functional and successful, um, and also industry leading. In order to do that, we have strong communication. The liaison role fulfills and helps support that strong communication that's needed. So it really ensures that um, the decisions that are made at the CPAG level and the wonderful group and all the, the thoughts that go behind um, the, the decisions they make, that that is um, transferred over appropriately to the board and then also back to CPAG. So CPAG is intimately aware of 
what the board um, decisions were and um, understanding if there are things that need to be adjusted, what those things are and why. So it's, it's a critical communication component. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that whole bilateral communication, I would assume, is, is, is really a jugular issue, right? To be able to, to keep both, both the board of directors and the advisory group on the same page, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It takes an incredible amount of collaboration um, within a volunteer group the size of AIHA. And so it just it helps um, helps improve uh, the efficiency and helps improve the understanding. Um, and it, it also helps morale and camaraderie when we have that extra level of care that's transmitted through good communication. So, so tell us a little bit. I'd like you know tell the audience a little bit about the process uh, that that happens in CPAG and how how this information again how, how do you transfer this information and communicate with the board yeah absolutely well the 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 um the relay race really begins with the volunteer groups we get um we get them right out of the starting gate with the content that they want to to build or create um, or update so that comes straight from them they will send it on to um, AIHA staff, and they have their own liaison, board liaison um, for their, each committee has their own board liaison. So that person will also be involved with that process. And that material will go to, to CPAG. CPAG will do an initial review with comment and feedback. Um, and then that'll go back to the volunteer groups if any changes or improvements or um, suggestions um, are recommended. Um, and then it will come back to CPAG for an official scoring, and it will get it gets scored based on the content priorities of the time. So what CPAG is not, it is not a technical group that is going to judge whether or not your material is scientifically accurate, most up to date, or um, an, an expert in whatever XYZ field your committee is representing. What they are doing is they are looking um, at the content through the lens of the five content priorities select. So CPAG will review content through the lens of those five priorities of the time to ensure that are we producing content that really focus on these priorities or or sometimes not everything fits within a certain priority. Um, and that's okay. It doesn't mean you will it'll be rejected. We understand that there are very we can get very minute and very specific industry on certain topics. Um, but generally, we want to make sure there are content priorities like communicating IH concepts, which really um, is, is very simple to uh, be able to, um, to meet and um, to have content that fits that need. So um, even though not all of them may fit all the time, it's, it's a great way for not only CPAG and the board to ensure that our content is meeting the needs of the membership because these content priorities they come from membership needs they come from industry scans and surveys um, so it's really um, they're designed to speak for the membership and we want to make sure our content continues to do that so i would just say that if anybody is interested in volunteering for cpag i have found it to be an incredibly fulfilling group to be a part of it's a positive wonderful. If you're wanting to learn more about how AIHA functions and works and how you can really be intimately involved in um, 
creating and supporting content for the next generation. This is a wonderful, wonderful group to be involved in. And also, if you get a chance and you want to run for the board, if you want to self-nominate yourself, I encourage everybody to, to give that a shot because it is extremely fulfilling and rewarding. Um, and it's a wonderful experience within the IH profession. So Justine Parker, board liaison for CPAG. Thanks so very much for joining us today to tell us a little bit more about what the board liaison uh, does and some of the details of the process. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to share. So that's our show for this week. We'll be back in two weeks with a new show. Until next time, I'm Bob Krell. Thanks again for watching and stay healthy.